There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from the South Point, right here on a numbers game. Matt Brown to give his PGA picks a little later on, co host of The Handle, co host of Long Shots that he does with Kelly Bidlin and Wes Reynolds. Will Hill, his baseball and basketball thoughts as well. Um, the draft lottery, Kelly's PGA picks coming up here momentarily. But I just want to say about this, again, lottery, in case you missed it again. Um, everything went according to form last night until they got to five. The Detroit Pistons were the unlucky team. They end up on the outside looking at it at five, which meant that it was the Portland Trailblazers that were the lucky team that got into the final four. They didn't do a good job on the broadcast of sort of pointing out that Portland had, was, was the team that could get the luckiest, but it wasn't Portland in the end. In the end, it, it was the San Antonio Spurs we got David Robinson when they won the lottery back in the day. They got Tim Duncan. That led to five championships. And now the grand prize of them all, the greatest prospect in the NBA since LeBron, Victor Wembanyama, the Frenchman, seven foot, two inches tall. He is the prize, and the Spurs got him. And I was mentioning on the show yesterday how the process of all of this is so wacky. We don't actually get to watch the lottery. We're not watching the lottery. We're watching the lottery results. The lottery takes place in a, in a room before the broadcast, and I mentioned there's a, you know, it's 14 ping pong balls for the 14 lottery teams, but for every combination of four balls that gets drawn, they're assigned to the 14 teams respectively based on the proportion of chances they have to win, uh, and that is all determined by their record at the end of the season. So long way of saying, the Spurs were not only lucky once last night, but the, the, the intel out of the room was, a Spurs combination came up again and again two other times, so they had to discard because they already had the first pick. So the Spurs were just stupid lucky <laughs> over and over. And, we, and that was what we mentioned. If it was the 1,001th permutation or a team came up more than once, you just discard it. The Spurs came up three different times. And this, Tony Parker threw a few more lottery balls in there. I see what he did. And just to let you know how, how close the fates of franchises take the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards who before that were the Washington Bullets, have the longest drought in the, in the NBA currently of getting to a conference final. You know the last time they got to a conference final was? 1979. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen to this yesterday. If the final number selected, a final number of the four, was 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, or 13, the Wizards 
would have gotten the chance to draft 19-year-old Wembanyama in the June 22nd draft. In that brief moment before the final ball was selected, Washington's shot at getting the top selection had skyrocketed from 6.7% to 54.5% better than a coin flip. Unfortunately for Washington, a dreaded low number came out. It was two, and that 14-5-8-2 combination was held by the San Antonio Spurs, and that is it. So David Robinson in 87, Tim Duncan in 97, Victor Wembanyama. That franchise has a rabbit's foot up there, proverbial you know. Of. Oh, it's inc- it's incredible. And and the uh there's a couple of, a couple of things I want to get to to you with on this, but the uh, another tweet I just saw, I didn't really really think about this. How about Charlotte Hornets history of picking at number 2. 2023, 2020-12 when Anthony Davis went one. 2004 when Dwight Howard went one, and 1992 when Shaq went one. So they got stuck with the two on every single one of those drafts. Well, they end up with two. It came down to the Spurs and the Hornets yesterday. They end up with the second one. So Jonathan Gavoni's NBA mock draft has Wembanyama obviously going first. He's got Brandon Miller from Alabama going two to the Hornets. Then he's got Scoot Henderson from from our Ignite here in Vegas. And the G League Ignite, Scoot Henderson going to the Blazers. Amen Thompson going to the Rockets, and then Jerace Walker going to the Pistons, who got the booby prize knocked out of the top four. If it plays out this way, Gil, I'll be, uh, this will be a much better betting draft than the NFL was, that's for sure. That's for sure. Because I got that eight, over 8-1 to one on Brandon Miller to go 2. and Oh, good five, for you. 5-1, to one, I think, on Scoot to go 3. Eight to one on him to go two. He might be the favorite when all said and done. Yeah, I did put in. I put in a provisional one last night too, a third, like thirty-six to one on Scoot to go fourth, only because. Now I assume there's going to be a trade. There's going to be a trade situation. Someone will trade up for Scoot. But the problem is, if you start thinking about these backcourts, like the Blazers' backcourt is extremely crowded. Yes, and you drafted someone a year ago in Shaden Sharp, who kind of has similar skill sets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, neither one of them, him or Scoot, particularly great at shooting the three ball. Here's the hypothetical we won't have to – let's do a little sports radio hypothetical. Had the Blazers gotten the number one pick, Mm -hmm. they draft Wimbanyama. Would they have have run it with him and Dame? Or would they have said, you know what, Dame? (laughs) We're now going to trade you for a bunch of players just because his prime would have. Sh- I mean, Wembanyama's prime would have shown up when Dame was already on the bottom end, right? The the yeah. end of his arc. So it would have made more sense, maybe in in all kinds of ways, to trade Dame for a package. But what a imagine that guy stuck with that franchise for all those years, and that would, could you imagine if that's we, how they repaid him? Will and I were texting back and forth about a couple of these things last night. He brought that up. I I, I think it's it's interesting. I don't think there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Well. Like like I think they would have they would have given it a year at least, right? Like it's you like. And, hey, I texted this to Will. Like, Dame, I don't know whether to love and respect you so much for what you've done for the city of Portland that I have no connection to whatsoever. Yeah. But as an NBA fan, there's part of me that thinks – that wants to scream, you're an idiot, you should have left multiple times. Well, like, a, what it, are we doing? It's the Bradley Beal thing in D.C. too, it, right? it is. It is the it's Bradley like, Beal thing. Yeah, Bradley Beal's Or the I'll, opposite Kevin Durant. I'll take my 40-plus. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be the big dog in this small pond, sure. You're not going to win anything yeah. ever. I just don't, I don't, I've gotten the vibe from Dame, I mean, the, the the greatness vibe, I think it comes way more from Dame than Bradley Beal, and, but then it's, when I see that, it is, how much do you care about winning, well, right? That's, well, that's the point about Bradley Beal, how much, how much can you possibly care about this? 
you must not. You must value this over, which, which is fine, you know, but as an NBA fan, it might not be fine to you. A couple other things real quick. Yeah. Uh, how hilarious. Like, I, I don't know if this was a request. I didn't really, I wasn't really on Twitter before the game. How the hell did Brian Windhorst end up in in Paris having to do, having to do this interview with by what a mic not working two in the morning uh, two in the morning and, w- and Windhorst's voice doesn't really project without the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I'm like, I'm like, is Brian Windhorst being punished for something? Like oh, we have the man. conference finals about to start, and he's in France right he now. He probably loved it. I get to go to France to interview the, Wemby That's what, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, do you think he requested this? And it's kind of like a mini vacation. I think he was pumped. Okay, then there's one other. Quickly with the Spurs. We can always get to my golf at the end of the show, too, if we need to. Okay. Um, with the Spurs, where I think Will and I texted about this last night. You guys probably did, too, and I'm sure a lot of people have thought about this question. Is Greg Popovich excited about this or not? Greg Popovich is going to coach till he's 97 <laughs> years old. Because <laughs> you, you have to be sitting there last night, right, thinking – Okay, I, I'm working now for 10 more years. 10, 10 more years, and not only am I working, I've got to work hard, right? Get, like, this is everything we've said about Victor Wembanyama being an incredible prospect is absolutely true. But what's the key word there? Prospect. He still has a lot of growing to do in coaching that needs to occur. Like, Greg Popovich has the most exciting project of his career probably on his hands at the age of i have no idea what he's at but yes is he really 74 thank you rob Brado. 74 uh, i wasn't so yeah. kidding when i said 97 <laughs> no i mean there's a lot of people i don't know if you were i don't know if, if you recall this but in the 90s i don't know if you know this there was a coach before greg popovich in san antonio his name was bob hill and bob hill was quite successful and then when tim duncan came along it was sort of like, you know, Popovich came out from the front office and was like, yeah, I think I want to coach this team now. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that remember that and are probably thinking, oh, Popovich loves this. This falls right into his lap. Are you kidding me? He'll be there forever. I think that. I, I think so. I'm just 74 years old. Like, wait, like I would I would think that guy has thought about hanging it up a couple times. Yeah, but like this kind of opportunity. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe there is some sort of internal dialogue where he's like, oh, boy. But like, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. I'm just, I would love to know what part of his brain is like, crap. Like, this is there, awesome, there but might crap. Be, there might be a slight <laughs> percentage of that. But they, I mean, it's like any of these guys, though, that have a, like Steve Kerr, right? He's like, oh, I'm staying here as long as Steph is yep. here. I'm riding this out. And then you're right, though. But then if you drop, if you drop Wimbanyam or some of that caliber in someone's lap right as they think they're getting out. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this is perfect for him. It's a, like it's a it's a young prospect that needs to be coached up to like I it's like Pop has he has helped coach up a lot of raw international prospects, right? There's, in theory, there is almost no one better that Wimbanyama could be going to than po- Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs, especially with some of the international connections they have in the past, right? Tony Parker, Boris Diaw, Mano Ginobili. I, I think it's almost the perfect spot for him, but, man, is it boring as a fan. Like, the Blazers would have been fun. The Hornets would have been more fun. I don't know if it's boring as a fan. 
I mean, you know. We'll see how they build around. Yeah, I was going to say, get back to us in a couple years and see what happens. Like, By the way, did the Spurs, did their did their futures odds move on this at all? Oh, uh, I don't really know, but that because I don't know if anybody had anything listed. We do have odds, though. They are 300 yeah. to 1. So they're not 500 to 1 with yeah. the bottom-dwelling so teams. The, yes, the answer is yes, they moved, but imperceptibly, really. Uh, still a long shot, obviously, this year in the NBA. But, yeah, I mean, this is... He's 19 years old, man. He's seven foot, two inches tall. Best prospect since LeBron. Good for the Spurs. And just, oh, the horrible luck for other teams. Here are the 2024 NBA Finals <laughs> odds. Celtics are five to one. This while we're still playing this year, of course. Nuggets plus 550. Bucks. Remember them? Do you remember the Bucks? Plus 650. Suns eight to one. Lakers plus 850. Everybody else double digits led by the Sixers. And there are the Spurs in the, with the asterisk. 300 to one. There is one comical team on there to me. The, who, who's betting the Grizzlies 15 to 1 right oh now? Oh my God. John Moran's going to be suspended for half the season, probably. For sure. Don't go bet that. Adam Silver appeared stunned, didn't he? I see what Lico was talking about. I think it could be bad. What, what is the team that would have gotten him yesterday? Would the Mavericks or the Pelicans where you would have just gone the craziest? Like, oh my God. Um, Either one of those teams, I was really excited at the Rockets' chances, though. Me too. Will Hill next on Baseball and Basketball. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Boom bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that Visa is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Because we got so wrapped up in uh, the baseball derivatives and the NBA talk, uh, I failed to mention again, if you if you subscribe to the Visa. To you know, as a VEASAN subscriber and get the picks page, I had a tennis pick this morning as well. Yelena Ostapenko is my player. I got her plus 153 last night. Um, she's up a break, first set against Paula Bedosa. Yesterday, we hit a big dog. Lost the other two, though, so it could have been a monster day. Instead, it was a uh, a modest winning day, but uh, Yannick Hanfman got it done for us as a uh, about a $2.5 dog. All the picks for all the hosts, all the shows on this network, VEASAN.com slash picks. Kelly was distracted while I was doing the betting splits. Can you tell people what you just read that may, that has you so flummoxed? Yeah, yeah, that's why I got distracted on my splitting bets because I saw a a story from Fox Two in Detroit about self checkout machines in the grocery stores now asking you if you'd like to tip or not. 
Let me let me repeat that, ladies and gentlemen. Self checkout machines in the grocery store asking for tips. Yeah. This is why, and I'm not. I am. I am not beloved for this opinion, right? Because there's a big tipping culture in this town where everybody thinks they should get tipped for every little thing they do. Hey, I just won a contest for a million. Uh, my I'm a proxy, and my guy just won a contest for a million dollars. Well, I should totally get like fifty large for that. Man, this this place is great. Now we're at that. Now we're at self checkout wants tips. I, I'm I was I was pulling up this article and trying to scan through it because I was convinced that they were it was a misleading title and that it had to be a charity. You know mm-hmm. how like would you like to donate to charity sort of thing? A machine wants a tip. A machine wants a tip. It's not. It is not the charity. It is. It is machine was like a tip. Will Hill's always got his hand out for tips, ladies and gentlemen. He comes to us at not the Will Hill. That's two e's in the the. Veasan contributor, Veasan's own Will Hill. How you doing, William? Yo, what's going on? It is become an epidemic. You epidemic. can't go and get a bagel without. Hey, do you want to add a tip? The bagel costs a dollar. What am I tipping on? It's crazy. It's really gotten out of control. I have had contest winners who I know in this town who have called me after they win a contest and they receive they they have more anxiety about the tip than they do about having won it week after week after week and, and handicapping because they're like. These people really want 50,000. Like, I got wife and kids. I'm not giving them that money. And and they feel like they're going to be, hey, I know a contest winner who is to this day not liked. Greatest dude in the world. Not liked because he decided I'm not going to give them a ridiculous amount on a tip for winning a contest. It's it's insane. It's insane, man. Like, Curb Your Enthusiasm so good. It's, uh, it's a yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm or Seinfeld waiting to happen. Curb Your Enthusiasm did have an episode on this, as a matter of fact. Well, David just was like, really? You want a tip, too? Really? Oh, interesting. Um, I feel like they're all about that. They're all like that. Tonight, game one, Eastern Conference. If that game was, uh, you know, just brilliant to watch last night, uh, I'm not sure what we're getting tonight between the Celtics and the Heat. The Heat catching eight and a half. What's your bet here tonight? I like the eight and a half. I, I don't play a lot of trends unless, you know, there's a reason to or it makes sense to me. I do like the angle that teams coming off game seven uh, tend to not do well in game one. It makes sense. You know, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted. Uh, and Miami just seems like a hard team to blow out. They seem to play up to their competition. Boston seems to play down to their competition. You obviously give a coaching advantage to uh, to Miami. It's about as big a coaching advantage as you can have in a conference final. So I'm going to take the eight and a half. Uh, I am going to contradict myself a little bit and say I did bet Boston plus 450 to sweep. If there's a path here where Boston could just not play with its food, if they were scared straight by you know the Philly series or whatever here, they are so much better than Miami where if they get up two games to none, and they somehow win game three, they'll be favored in game four. So I do think they'll get both in Boston. To me, they're just a much better team. And here's the key, I think. I don't think Butler's healthy. I didn't think he was yeah. healthy in the Knicks series. That's the I thing. thought Thibodeau. Yeah, I, I think if the Knicks rewatch that series, first of all, they shot the ball like they were at a carnival and the ball didn't fit in the hoop. One of those things, they just <laughs> shot so poorly from three. Are you tell, spent, Are you suggesting that carnivals rig those things? Is that what you're suggesting <laughs> to us right here, Will? Uh, the, the ball might not fit in the hoop. That's that. That's it. But wow. um. I thought I thought they sent too much attention to Butler. They were doubling him where, look, it wasn't the same Butler from the Milwaukee series. So I don't think Boston uh, will do that. And if Butler can't just live at the free throw line, I don't know how Miami scores here consistently. So I'll take the eight and a half tonight, but I do think Boston wins in a short series here. Just I, I agree with, with with almost everything Will just said. I think there is, like, I'm on the Boston side to win, win in five, win in six. I have those bets in. I I do think Miami's best chances are tonight and Game Three for wins early on. I, I, I think tonight, like I am, if I was betting a side tonight, it would be taking the points with Miami. I would not be laying it with, with Boston. I took the points. I bet it. 
preflop, the rare preflop ATS in the NBA. Uh, what was your uh, anything else on this, or do you want to talk about last night's? Because I'm curious what your biggest takeaway was from last night. No, I, I'm all good with the uh, with the Eastern Conference game. I do think Boston wins a short series. Last night it's fascinating because, like you said, you can look at it either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I think you you made a good point. The pendulum has swung too far here for the Lakers. Like the Lakers won the game. Denver won the game. There, there's at most six games left in the series. Yes. All you got to do is get to four wins. Denver's already got one of them. If the you six sh- games if you left- sh- if you showed up, sorry to interrupt. If you showed up after that game and watched some of the the coverage, you would have thought the Lakers won that game. That's how it's bad crazy. it was. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's six games at most left three are in Denver, three in LA Denver's already banked to win. You only got to get to four here. So uh, I, I know LA perspective is Denver's shooting was unsustainable, which I think it was. I think they hit 14 of their first 27 from three. They shot 10 of 14 from the mid range. I, I heard Kelly say they got a lot of easy points. I really didn't think so. Denver only had, I think 13 free throws in the meat of this game before the foul game. They didn't get that much in the paint. I thought a lot of it was just ridiculous shot making by Denver, which part of it's Denver's a really good offensive team, but they're not that good. Nobody's that good. But the other side of it, if you're Denver, you say, you know what? AD and LeBron, they were rested. AD played great. LeBron played really well. Yes. And you still lost and you played a lot of minutes so you can look at it either Mm -hmm. way. I'll take a cop out here. I think if you told me the winner of game two, I'll I'll tell you the winner of the series. I think whoever wins game two wins the series. If Lakers get it one, one, that's uh, that's an advantage for them. If it's two Oh Denver, obviously it's going to be hard for Lakers to win four out of five. I don't know that that's uh, a, a profound statement there, but I do think game two is absolutely enormous. That's right. You don't have to be profound every single time. I think, I think a lot of people are nodding their heads to that. Like that makes a lot of sense. Cause again, I'll say with, with Denver on the Denver side, if they do go up to nothing, Lakers aren't beating them four or five. They're just not no way. And uh, with, of course the, you know, Denver still hasn't lost at home uh, in the elevation of mile high. So um is there so you're not you're not playing an adjusted series price? Might you though after game two then based on the result? The one that caught my eye, I didn't bet anything. I bet the opener. I was texting about it last night. I thought the opener would come out short. It was two twenty three. You breathe on it. It's two twenty five. It's up to two twenty seven and a half. That might be a little bit of an overreaction, but hey, maybe it's not the way they shot the ball last maybe not. night. Yeah. Um, Lakers plus a game and a half is minus one fifteen. I think that's interesting. Um, I, I do think the Lakers have passed to success in the series. I don't think Denver has an answer for LeBron. Murray's not going to work. Um, one thing I, I was looking to bet, I was looking to bet Rui over points, Hachimura and Russell under, I wish that adjustment Hachimura on Jokic was a little less public, a little less mainstream because I thought it was a more of a subtle thing until, uh, they put him on Jokic. Russell to me, can't play in this series. He's too small. Against Golden State, against Memphis, they, they there were guys on those teams that they didn't have to guard, and you could hide Russell. You can't hide Russell against Denver. I think you need the size of Hachimura. So uh, those those props aren't up yet. That's one I'd look at, but they might, that might be taken uh, t- into account, you know, the usage of Hachimura uh, and Russell. But, man, that was a lot of fun last night. Sure I, I really thought Denver, middle of the third quarter, I thought that was going to be a runaway. They were going to win by 20, 25 points. LeBron and AD might head to the bench. But, man, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. But that might be the worst-case scenario where – LeBron and AD played 40 and 42 minutes. They went for it and they still came up short about as confusing a takeaway of any game, right? Based on the result, you're just like, I don't know how to read this. Um, and I'll just, this is sort of random, but how quickly did you have the thought in your head? Even though, even if you didn't voice it where you saw Denver matched up against them and you're like, Oh yeah, the warriors weren't, weren't this good. Like how I immediately thought that I'm like, Oh, this is, they were so deficient by comparison. A little bit. And I, uh, there's definitely a lot of that to it. And, and you go back to the last month of the season and people just were so quick to dismiss Denver based on like four or five games in March where they had the one seed wrapped up. They, 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 they had took a the MVP away from him for those four games. Yeah. 
it, it's absolutely uh, insane to watch these two players and say one guy's the MVP, one's not. It's absolutely insane. Baseball, last minute. What do you got today? I played first five under Marlins Nationals. It's four and a half. I like betting the under the first five with the uh, with the Marlins because they have really good pitching. All their starters have nasty stuff and they can't hit. And now they don't have Chisholm. So under four and a half first five there. And I'm going to play Arizona again. I've been blindly uh, fading Oakland, including last night when it was eight, four bottom seven, two out, nobody on single, single error, grand slam. And then <laughs> Oakland wins at 12. Oh, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun, but I'm going to go back to it. Anything under $2 against Oakland uh, to me is a play. They are just an awful team. So I think it's minus a dollar 60 dollar 65 on Arizona. Uh, that's a play for me. I thought about playing the Rays against the Mets to me. The Mets are just a mess right now. So I might end up with a bet, a bet here uh, on Tampa about even money against the, uh, against the Mets. Yeah. A lot a lot of newer betters are going to, you know, they're sort of reticent to lay juice like that. But as we just went through with the derivatives with Mark Borchard, if there ever was a time, the yep. fade athletics train might be that time. Will, always pleasure. Plug it. Goal Boys Discord, twitch.tv slash Goal Boys Network. See ya. Wow. I'll never remember that. Thank you, Will. See ya. Will Hill, everybody. At not the Will Hill, VEASAN's own. Decent contributor, Will Hill. We'll come back. Matt Brown on the PGA. Kelly's PGA as well. Golf's second major is upon us from Oak Hill. Some calling it the hardest course they've ever seen now. Next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today to get daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosted guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Uh, Novak Djokovic goes down in Italy. That tournament has been nuts. Wow. And lurking sneakily before the French Open is the guy who beat Djokovic today, Holger Vitas Nutskuff Rune. Ah, yes. My favorite. That dude is good. I, couldn't, I can't even repeat that because I, I know I know it's Hol, like Holger Rune, right? But Holger Vitas Nutskuff Rune. Names, there's a couple names in the middle. He's Danish, Kelly, not to be confused with the Dutch. He's Danish. <laughs> Not to be confused. Don't want you confusing that. I got him about power rank sixth worldwide, I would say, right behind center. Um, wow. We might have to update those power rankings. Ostapenko looking good in the first set. What could possibly go wrong? Matt Brown joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He is not only the host of The Handle, co-host of The Handle here on weekends at the network, not only co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf podcast there ever was, which he does with Wes Reynolds and Kelly Bidlin, uh, but he also has the most airtime on this network because they run the Long Shots ad, uh, long shots ad 75 times per day where he says, go Long Shots. We ask him to repeat it right here. It's Matt Brown. How you doing, Matt? Doing well, doing well for our friends up north. If you want that free trial, it's going to run you about ten thirty six Canadian. Just you know, just just if anyone wants to to get in on it. Oh, thank you for the currency exchange. That that ad, yeah. by the way, is brilliant. The way you voice that, it's your inflection. You go slow and then you go fast. It's a great thing. Nice job on. You know what? I've never heard it, so I don't. Ha- I have no idea what you're talking. Oh yeah, you're like we run statistical models. It's called launch I love it. It's awesome. All right, I'm doing it. I'm okay. doing it. I'm going to listen to it. Okay, please. Do. It's the one I found with uh, maybe a spelling error yesterday. <laughs> That's right. Keely Bidlin <laughs> hosting the show. All right, PGA Oak Hill. Now, I just got a text from somebody who said somebody on, I don't know if it was on the Golf Channel right now, just said this might, because we were saying, oh, it's it's not quite a U.S. Open course, 
but it's just a notch below that in terms of difficulty. Somewhere between 400 and 600 might win it. Someone on, on the Golf Channel just said, this is the hardest course I think I've ever seen. Wow. Um, let's talk about it. Oak Hill, PGA, what do you got? What are you thinking? What are you looking for? Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's so I, I, sent a, I sent a tweet to Kelly last night. I'm sure he's, he's talked about it already. But, I mean, there's somebody walking the course out there, brought a golf ball with him, was literally only, you know, six inches off of the fairway and dropped it, and then you could barely even see the ball whenever it went down. And so the, the way that they cut this is different than a lot of them. You know, it's like the rough gets progressively worse, the worse tee shot that you hit because, you know, Hey, you're, if you're worse, you get penalized more, but it's not the way they're doing it here. If you're one, if you're one yard off the fairway or if you're 20 yards off the fairway, you were going to be a deep, deep rough. And so that is why I think distance is going to be so incredibly key here because people are going to just be in the rough at some point, you know, over the course of the four rounds, and you're going to need to be able to be down there to be close enough to try to get it towards the green, try to get it on the green, and you need to be strong enough as well to hit it out of this rough. I, I'm with the person in the golf tournament. We talked a little bit about this on long shots. Like, I think six to eight it would be like the, the best score that wins this thing. I think we might be hovering kind of in that, in that five, six-ish range when it all comes down to it, especially given the fact that if these wins that supposedly are going to be there on Friday and Saturday actually do manifest, then we could be in for some really ugly rounds for a couple of days. Yeah, so does that, I mean, just from a handicap, before we get to your picks, does that change who you end up with? Like, do you immediately say, well, this is what my models produce, but now I'm not so sure. Maybe I should pare it down a little. Well, I I pretty much juiced my model to kind of give me what – what I was looking for, I'll admit I cheated a lot this week because I just feel that distance and driving and all that is going to be so incredibly important. So I just weighted driving distance and total driving way more and off the tee stuff way more than I normally would in any sort of model that I normally run. But I, I honestly truly believe that that's going to be a really big key factor. If you are not one of these dudes that is like a, you know, he's on my card, but if you're not, if you're not like a Sung Jay who – isn't like the longest guy in the world, but he just hits fairways. He's just a fairway finder. If you're not that guy, it's going to be it's going to be tough. That's why guys like you know, you guys know I love Sam Burns as much as anyone. But like guys like Sam Burns and Jordan Spieth and stuff like that, guys that can that can make do on other courses because they're so errant with their driver. I just don't know if that's going to play this week. And so those guys, you know. Certainly didn't make the card for me, and anyone in their ilk didn't didn't make the card either. Fairway accuracy, perhaps the biggest single factor here. So, who'd you end up with in outrights then? Yeah, so I listen. I the, the top of the board's correct. I mean, it, it should be Scotty. It should be Rom. That is all. That's the fairly priced. They're the best golfers in the world by far. Look, we used to say the big three. Rory's not in the big three anymore, in my opinion. There's something going on with him. I don't know if this whole I don't know if it's mental because they're basically making him, you know, the pseudo pseudo face of the whole tour, and he has to go out and champion the tour over live or whatever. But something's just not been right about his game for a while now. So it, it's Rahm and Scheffler and everybody else. And the odds are about right. Maybe there'll be an opportunity like we saw at the Masters where we can get in live. I mean, this is just a, a quick reminder. I did not have Rom pre-tournament at the Masters. He played one hole, Gil, and went from 7.5 to 20 to 1 uh-huh. because he doubled the first hole. And I was able to get in at twenty to one on oh, John Rahm, who had who had seventy one holes left to play. You know, so it, it, there might be an opportunity to present itself like that. So just you know, keep your eyes open if you are playing. But first guy that made the card for me was Xander. Xander Shoffley was just you know, 
he doesn't do anything exceptionally well, but he does everything really good. And, and it's, it's something like that where I think it's going to take, you know, he's long enough. He is really good with long irons. He is really good around the green. You're going to miss some greens here. The greens are small. They're going to be hard to hold with the wind and all that. So he's good around the green, and he's good at just kind of saving par. And I think when we're talking about this on Monday, it might not be the guys that scored. It might be the guys that prevented disasters that end up mm-hmm. winning this thing. Yeah. So, like, Xander's just really good at really good at just kind of saving par when he needs to. Okay, he's at. Uh, you got him at plus seventeen fifty. I did. By the way, I didn't know that John Rom story for you. The Masters. That's like perfection. You couldn't ask for a better script uh, in betting a golf tournament. So Xander at plus seventeen fifty, and then you got a bunch of others starting with Tony Finau. Yeah, Tony Finau is kind of in that Xander mold of just does everything well, doesn't do anything great, but just does everything really well. And honestly, I didn't even get the best of the number. I mean, this number was sitting at twenty eight twenty nine a week ago. And it was one of those things where I'm looking here and I just can't argue with the fact that the stuff that used to keep me off Tony Finau doesn't keep me off anymore. The, the whole win equity thing, the guy wins. I mean, the guy's won. The guy won, yes, in a lesser tournament, but he still held off John Rahm in a tournament a few weeks ago to win. I mean, Tony Finau has what we're looking for. We always loved his game anyway, but we just hated the fact that he couldn't win. He can win now. And so Tony Finau on there, Sung Jay already talked about, I mean, he's just as consistent a golfer as you are going to find on tour. Now, do I think he can win this tournament? You know, look, it's going to take a lot. There's a lot of really solid golfers in this thing. But, look, Jason Day, I told Kelly this, you know, yesterday as well, really got on Sungjae after Jason Day won this past week. There's a lot of the same trends here, just consistent, really, really good play, and then finally put Jason Day over the top. It's kind of the same thing with Sungjae, so I didn't want to miss out on that. But I think a top 20 play, even top 10 play on Sungjae is – is absolutely massive. And I just number grabbed on Cam Smith, man. It was just like, it, the number's gone now. I don't really know. I don't really know if he even loves playing golf anymore, if he even likes playing golf anymore. You kind of hear varying reports that the dude got the paycheck and now he loves fishing. And so, so that said, he did contend at live this past week. And so there's something there still left in the game. And it was more the numbers deal because, you know, if this was a year ago, Cam Smith's 18, 19 to one, you know, maybe lower entering this tournament to be able to get him in the 40s. I still think you can get him in the 30s, and I wouldn't really talk you off of it just to find out if the skill set has absolutely eroded or the love of the game has gone. But uh, I think that, you know, a guy that we're getting basically double what we would have gotten a year ago is a pretty good value. All right, so Shoffley, Finau, M, Homa, Cam Smith, Wyndham Clark. Okay, and then you got real long shots. Taylor Moore, Thorbjorn Olsen, and Yannick Paul. Uh, they're all triple digits. Yannick Paul, 800 to 1. You actually have Moore and Paul in your top 40 at plus money as well. What was it about their games? Is it the fairway accuracy that made you have bets on them? So if you take a look, and this is one of those things where if you run any sort of modeling, the, the name Olsen and, and Paul are not going to show up in any of your models because the, 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 the statistical profile that we get that we run these models on, theirs is incomplete. But if you go and you just sort the categories that we do actually get and we do have good information on, if you look over the last 24 rounds, which is a pretty decent sample size, the one that me and Kevin West all you know, use in our modeling each and every week, and you sort by T to green, strokes gain T to green, Yannick Paul is third in this field in strokes gained key to green over the last 24 rounds. Now, he's not playing on the PGA Tour regularly, and he is, he's over there on the DP World Tour, and so he's playing on you know, different courses and different competition levels. But still, there's something to be said for a guy that you're able to get at triple digits 
who is third strokes gained tee to green yeah. in this entire like really deep field. Also, Ricky Fowler, top 10 at 5-1 to one at Gary Woodland, top 20 at plus 410 among his other bets. Matt, enjoy uh, safe travels, and good luck with all the bets, man. I appreciate it. Going down to fire right now. There you go. Traveling to fire. Read into that what you will. Matt Brown from The Handle. We'll come back. Kelly's PGA Picks next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm laughing because uh, Kelly and I spent uh, part of the break. I'm still <laughs> still explaining the lottery process to him. <laughs> there are 14 balls and they take a combination so of four. Silly. It's just so silly. <laughs> like, it, just, just like how you're talking about it, how like the Wizards just barely missed out. And then it's like, you know, you end up in eight. But I get it, but like it's just, it's still, do, it's just do, such a weird process. Do you really get it at this point? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. It is a weird process. It is a weird process, but they've honed it through the years. Uh, we get tweets. They, they also take it way too seriously. You know, like watching that wind up on the broadcast. It's like, all right, these oh. all these teams have been sequestered. You, instead, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. instead of wasting our time for 20 minutes before you get to it, I want to see them pull it. <laughs> I actually right, want to exactly, see them picking yeah. the I don't care about the teams locked away in their I, I got, room. I got to trust you, NBA, that this is what happened. You know? Um, we get tweets at Beatty the Books. Scola, down goes Novak. Yep. Chris Heath, I'll take any MLB line right now. My offshore is down. Steven Vegas, can we get a wellness check on Kelly? Uh, he was completely silent during during the uh, Q1 derivative show with base winner, hoping someone can grab him from the Del Mar Cafe at that point and let him know that the break time was over. He might have needed smelling salts to power through our two. He's not a baseball guy. Just not a baseball yeah, guy. Yeah, it's just not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I jump in when I feel like I can add or, you know, severely subtract from the show, <laughs> depending on how you feel about me. I enjoy your subtractions. <laughs> Almost as much as the additions. Patty Rump. 
let's talk about how the last two years, four of the six teams that had the best chance at the number one pick received a top three selection. The Pistons are each of the other two. Pro sports just hates Detroit. It is incredible. Yeah. I mean, Detroit and then that thing I said about Charlotte earlier. Like these big men. Yeah. The big men drafts where they've ended up number two. I still say the Wizards. Just like, oh, come on. So close. Just Doug thanks. That's one angry rabbit. Oh, I think he's commenting on my, uh, the Spurs have a rabbit, rabbit's foot somewhere. Fezzik's South Point Runner, this guy calls himself. He says, I just thought it was cool how the NBA presented Pop with his career achievement award before starting the conference finals. Joe Nigro. <laughs> the question is, did Popovich have his retirement papers prepared if they didn't get the number one pick? <laughs> exactly. That's, right. That's actually the real smart way to do it. In an envelope ready to go. Yeah. He's like, crap. Like, he's he's, he's like, shredder. it was Charlotte and San Antonio. He's like, oh my God. Jesse, Guess I'm not going to Maui. <laughs> Jesse Welch, my best bet of the year came through on over three and a half bizarro exercises today on Q1 Derivatives. Great work, Gilly. I will say that during that show. Nash at uh, last name Nash. I can't wait for the day when you're on a customer service chat. Oh, talk about the tipping. I can't wait for the day when you're on a customer service chat with a sports book. And after they tell you your account has been closed and you can no longer bet here, a pop up appears asking if you want to tip the customer service <laughs> rep. <laughs> John Balduzzi walked Oak Hill yesterday. Here yeah. we go. Entire time I'm thinking now that the PGA Championship is in May and the PGA is skittish about Rochester weather, Oak Hill chose to audition for another U.S. Open. It's set up like a U.S. Open. Nobody's shooting 10 under. Nobody. And then Todd Bubba Horowitz, he's like, dude, I thought we were going to hit all three of those dogs in tennis yesterday. We were live in every match. Uh, every match. Thanks for the hard work and great plays. I did too. Listen, we were... We won the first set in all three of those matches yesterday. Only the longest one got home, Yannick Hanfman over Andre Rublev, plus 245. But yeah, the other two, uh, Fabian Marozan, plus 190. He he won the first set and gacked it, and Zheng Xinwen, same thing. But it was a winning day, but it could have been monster, that's for sure. By the way, one thing before we get to your picks here, then, for Kelly. Fezzik himself has texted in. Uh, he said winning score is 271 and a half for the PGA minus 130 over. And the cut score is 143 and a half over minus 130. That's over at the Westgate. And what everything we're talking about with the course being so hard, he said money is pouring in on the overs. Pouring in on the overs right now. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That's what, yeah, yeah. that's what I referenced what yesterday. Tw- 20 cent move on both since last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just ask you before you get your picks. And, and this is for new golf bettors. Yeah. Long Shots is the podcast, again, with uh, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds. How many times a week y'all do that? Twice? Yeah, Mondays and Tuesdays. Mondays yep. and Tuesdays, Tuesdays is our full tournament preview Monday. We kind of do a quick recap of what, what happened and look a quick look at it at the odds. Kelly's a professional podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. He does a 75 podcast and this show. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you were if you landed on this tournament now, because we're about yeah. to give your picks, we just gave Matt's picks. By the way, the only ones I have pre-flop are Scotty Scheffler, Rory McElroy. Rory from the local angle, his wife is from that area. He plays that course all the time. Was there during the pandemic? I, yeah, follow up on that. I really went down a rabbit hole on yeah. that. Some of that. He is a he is a member at this club. Yes, he is. And dur- the 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 stories I read from from newspaper like these are papers. These are legit reports. That during the pandemic, they really locked down Every a day. lot in that area. Yep. And so, yeah, I, Gil, I'm, I, I agree with both you and Matt. I don't trust Rory's game right now. I don't want anything to do with him. But, man, there might be a lot more familiarity with this course from his standpoint than we any of us know about. Yep. 
And that's um, and I, I actually have been tracking this with Michael Montesano, who was the uh, booby prize winner at Circa the first year in the contest. He lives up in that area. So that's why we, we've bet Rory for, you know, a while ago. Um, anyway, so getting back to the thing. if So you're going to give your picks. Matt just gave yeah. his. If you're landing, if you're a new golf player, let's say you're like, oh, I want to bet this tournament. It's the first tournament I want to bet ever. Your bets are going to be different now than they would have been when you bet yours, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I, 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 this is what I wanted to get into a bit. I tried to hit a hit on this on long shots yesterday a little bit where um, I've got my whole betting card. And top 20s matchups, of course, do I stand by that I would play the same today? Yes, because I made those bets this week. In these majors, when we have outright uh, markets available for longer amounts of time, I... I think you're doing this wrong if you're not getting in at least in the week a week ahead of time when you're at least checking out the odds, which you feel if you're betting golf regularly, you kind of have a feel for which are going to move, which haven't been properly adjusted yet once that major week finally hits. So, for example, I bet this week Patrick Cantlay at 24 to 1. I bet Tony Finau at 29 to 1. Those are numbers that I bet a week ago that you can't find now, right? So this is... I already started building my outright card a week ago. If I was landing on this tournament today and was starting to build an outright card, it would be John Rum, mm. and it would be maybe one or two other guys after that. I do think after running all my numbers and everything like that, I think there is a significant – I mean, obviously it's John Rom, Scotty Scheffler at the top. John Rom, though, I was actually surprised at the separation from Scheffler and kind of my numbers as much as there was – um, so I, it would be Rom and a couple other guys. Now, of course, because I started betting outrights a week, two weeks ago, that's not something I can, I'm not adding an eight to one when I've already bet both of these others, right? Well, I, will I look to do something like Matt Brown did in the masters? Absolutely. If that opportunity presents itself, I will be in on John Rom. He's still the highest rated guy in, in the field to me. Xander Shoffley's another guy I will add on to that. No Matt bet him at a little over 17 to one. I don't love him at that number. You know I love Xander Shoffley. Same guy I might look to get in, in on live, but I didn't do anything with before the tournament. So of what I bet before the tournament, Cantlay, Tony Finau, I love both those guys. And I don't know if those outright numbers, if you want to go bet them, you can go bet them right now, but I still think they're great top 20 bets. I think you should look at them in matchups. Both those guys, great off the tee. Matt Brown has talked about the distance being such a factor here. There's so many of the... Uh, fairway bunkers that you're going to have to deal with, this creek that runs through the middle of holes. A lot of these guys are going to want to clear that stuff. And as Matt was trying to talk about where this rough is so thick that it, it, it doesn't matter if you're one foot off the fairway gill or 20 feet, I think a lot of these guys on the tee are going to say, I got to get past these bunkers that are super deep. Hopefully I hit the, hit the fairway. Otherwise, it's a bomb and gouge course. I'll take a wedge and, and deal with what I got to deal with. Um, but it's it's those guys I was looking at, and then guys with all-around games like Matt brought up. You've got to be able to. I think this is going to play really tough, which means you got you can't be bad almost in any part of your game. You got to at least be average. So it's kind of weird, a weird, a different approach where there's not one specific skill set we're looking at. So, anyways, long story story. Here's everything I bet outrights. Can't lay Finau, Sung JM, Cameron Smith. Again, that is just a numbers grab uh, that I, that we had here in town. 45 to 1, like Matt said, he could be completely terrible. Tyrrell Hatton, I am very high on this week. Like him uh, outright, bet him in the top 20 
uh, bet him in some matchups as well. Top 20 bets. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Wyndham Clark. Love all of those. That's really where I would focus my card around if you were starting today. Any FRL? First round leader? Not yet, but it will likely be Wyndham Clark, likely Tony Finau, and likely Tyrrell Hatton. PGA. We'll be here tomorrow morning live talking about that. Crackman will be here unscripted. You know how we do. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.